Welcome to the Peavine Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Joel Sutherland. We take timeless biblical truth and help you to apply it in the context of your daily life. If you'd like to join us live at one of our campuses or stream one of our services online, go to peavine.org for times, locations, and more information. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for watching online. If you're tuning in online or even at a Rossville campus, we're so thrilled you're here. Hey, Romans chapter 12, if you have your Bibles. Romans is in the New Testament, uh, maybe about middle ways through. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Romans chapter 12. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bible. So I started a sermon series a couple of weeks ago to kick off the new year called RE. And we've looked at uh, the first week review, that was those 22 questions. I found those 22 questions in my preaching Bible this morning as I was getting ready early this morning at church. And so uh, if you've not gone back, maybe you're here for the first time and maybe watching for the first time, I encourage you to go back and look at those uh, 22 questions about how to review your life. And then uh, last week we looked at redo, like there are probably some things We'd like to redo in our lives, right? We can't undo them, but maybe we can get a redo. And one of my favorite stories in John 21 about the Apostle Peter, he got a redo in life. And how can you do that as well when we've made a mistake? Well, this week, I want to look forward and we're going to preach on the last sermon in the series, Renew, how to get 2022 off to a great start. It needs a renew. Well, how do we get that fresh start in our lives? I want us to look and see what the Word of God says about how to get a fresh start. Well, what are your 2022 resolutions? I don't know if you're the resolution type or not. Most Americans at least view the new year as an opportunity to get some sort of fresh start, and we call those resolutions. And so many of us make resolutions uh, that we're going to do things differently in 2022. And so if you look at uh, here, uh, you know, what America's resolutions typically are, it's what's the number one resolution we do every January? Does anybody know? Lose weight and get in shape. There we go. So number one was fitness. Number two was losing weight. Number three was saving more money. Number four was improving my diet. Uh, three out of the top four were about your body. Uh, number five, pursuing a career ambition, spending more time with family, take up a new hobby, spend less time on social media, quit smoking, on, 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 on it goes. That, that's the typical chart. From year to year, they all look the same. And the reason they all look the same is because by February, we've stopped all of this, right? By February, uh, February looks just like last November did. Like we, we, so we have to start all over again with the brand new. But we're not the only ones that's ever made New Year's resolutions. Like it's been a fairly, fairly common tactic. For example, if you go back years ago, Jonathan Swift who is the author of Gulliver's Travels in 1699, compiled a list of 17 resolutions when he was 32 years old. This was his page of 17 resolutions. You can't read them, but let me tell you three of his New Year's resolutions. He's 32. Not to boast of my former beauty or strength or favor with the ladies. When I get old, not to tell the same story over and over to the same people. And I don't understand this one, but I find it hilarious. Not to be fond of children or let them come near me hardly. A couple times 
When kids are out of school, Mama, you've thought that same thing, right? Well, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, we have a diary of Marilyn Monroe. She had a whole list of resolutions, and I found two of them really interesting. One was never be late and one was to class, and one was never miss a class, talking about college. Because, of course, that's what she's known for is her education, right? That's why we know Marilyn, so that was big on her New Year's resolution. And, and then finally, Woody Guthrie, who's an American folk singer, penned th- 33 resolutions in 1944 at age 30. Here, here are some of his New Year's resolutions. There, there's his page. Uh, write a song a day. Stay glad. Help win the war and beat fascism. Love everybody. But these two were two of my favorite. Wash teeth, if any. (laughs) And finally, take a bath. I hope you don't have to put take a bath on your New Year's resolution. But now, this is 19, you know, whenever. Now we fast forward into 2022, and here's our New Year's resolutions today. Wife. Your resolution this year should be to listen to me better. Me, husband, sure, I'd love more eggs. Like, like that's about, you know, where we are. And, and how, about, how about this one? Trying to come up with a New Year's resolution, but so far I can only think of things my kids need to work on. Been there. And then how about this one? My New Year's resolution is to not eat an Oreo every time I walk into the kitchen. That sounds very f- familiar. Why do we go through all of that year after year after year? We do it because uh, we want something new. We want a renew. We want a refresh in our life because we have this innate desire to take our current life and make it better, right? That's, that's an innate desire in almost any of us, whether you're a believer or not a believer. It's a God-given desire to take the life we've been given and somehow renew it, refresh it, make it better. I want that, you want that, everybody wants that. We call it a renew. But God's word has a clear, clear word on how to get a renew. And by the way, it's not a new year thing. New year's a great time to start it. But it's a whenever you want to do it thing, whenever God places it on your heart thing. It's for whatever you want to start making your life better. Maybe in 2022, it's your walk with God you want to be better. Maybe in 2022, it's your decisions. Maybe it's your family life. Maybe it's your financial life. Here's what is undeniably true. If you want your life to be better, can I sum up the whole renewal process in one statement right here? Hear me. Hear me. If you want your life to be better, hear me say this. A life following God is better. You say better than what? Better than any other life. A life spent following God is the best life. Let me show it to you in Proverbs 2 verse 7. Here's what, here's what the writer of Proverbs says. That God stores up success for the upright and he is a shield for those who live with integrity. He stores up success for the upright. He's a shield. This is one of those verses I added to my daily prayer list uh, uh, just a year or two ago. I ran across this proverb and I said, here is a proverb I can play. God stores up success. Somewhere in heaven, God has a storehouse of success, but he only gives it to who? The upright, those who are following God. Not only that, he's a, he's a shield. He's a shield for those who live with integrity. What is live with integrity? People who are following God. So, so here's what, here's what the Bible tells me. That the best life I can live, the most successful life I can live, the most protected life I can live is a life lived 
following God. For most of us, that's going to take a renewal. A renewal gives you success and a shield, and all of us want both those things. We want success in whatever endeavor we are in in life, and we want a protection from an almighty God. Well, how do we get that? Well, some of the most famous verses in Scripture, some of my favorite verses are found in Romans chapter 12. So would you stand with me in honor of reading God's Word, and and let me show you about this renewal process that God talks about. Romans chapter 12, and let's just read the first two verses. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, here's what you need to know about the book of Romans. The first 11 chapters have dealt with doctrine. The whole thing has been almost a, a, a book on soteriology, the doctrine of your salvation. And it, he starts off, you know, Romans is where we get the Romans road and verses like for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, Romans 3.10, no, not one. Romans 5.8, but God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10.9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead you will be saved more and more Romans 10 13 whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved it is this treaty on on salvation it's this treaties on soteriology and it's been all doctrine leading up to Romans chapter 12 but when we 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 start off talking about the sacrifice God has made for us chapters 1 through chapter 11 are primarily the major theme is the sacrifice God made for us on the cross but now now Romans chapter 12 We close out the book with the sacrifice we should make for Christ. First 11 chapters, the sacrifice he made for us. And if you accept that, now the book morphs into the sacrifice that we need to make for Jesus. And he sets it all up with this renewal passage I want to show you. This renewal that starts in verses 1 and two. So can I tell you four things about a renewal process in your life? Number one, you have to give up so you can go up. You have to give up. Look at verse one. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a, say that word with me, two words, living sacrifice. Say it again, living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. This is your true worship, a living sacrifice. Now I'm going to tell you that is a confusing phrase until you dig into it in a moment. Uh, There's almost, almost no such thing as a living sacrifice. If you read the book of Hebrews, you'll discover that in Hebrews there was no living sacrifice. What happened to most sacrifices? Do you know? They died. So when you use the word sacrifice, it almost immediately was associated with death. Paul comes along in Romans chapter 12 and said, I want this to be a living sacrifice. The reason that is confusing is because sacrifices are typically dead. Let me look at how he breaks it down for you. First of all, I want you to notice the word present. It means to bring in the presence of. 
let me give you the best way I can give you the, the Greek definition of this word that makes sense. And it just happens to be a twist of the word in English. Instead of saying the word present, say the word present. As in a Christmas present. What Paul is trying to tell us is that in order to become a living sacrifice, in order to start that renewal process in your life, that we need to present ourselves to Christ. That's what a living sacrifice is, right? A living sacrifice is not me giving my life in death to Christ. It is me giving my life in life to Christ. That I am to present myself to Christ. Here is the starting process for renewal. It is that I, as a child of God, present myself to God. That is, I give myself to God. Now hear me, that doesn't mean give yourself to God in salvation. It does mean that. You should have already done that if you're a believer. But it means I come along and now I give him my life as a present. If you want to start up as a a renewal in your life in 2022, where it starts is right here, is that you present your life to an almighty God. Why is that important for me to present my life to an almighty God? I'll tell you why that's important. Hear me. The principle is this. God can do more with your life than you can do with your life. God can do more with my life than I can do with my life. That if you'll present your life to God as a living sacrifice, God will do more through you than you can do through can I tell you this? Your life in your hands will always yield mediocre results at best or disastrous results at worst. If you factor in this life and eternity, your life in your hands, you say, I'm in charge of my life. I do what I want to do, say what I want to say, go where I want to go, be what I want to be. I am in charge of me. I'm the master of my own domain, which is how the world tells us to live. Listen, you, listen, as a believer, your life in your hands will give you mediocre results at best, but disastrous results worse. It's only when you surrender yourself as a living sacrifice to God that you get a renewal that takes place going on in your life. See, if you follow God, surrender to him, you cannot help but be a success. If you follow your own path or someone else's for you, you'll never be able to find success. I saw this story back in September. Tyler Pence, Tyler Pence, who's the track and field coach at his high school he was in a major marathon called the quad cities marathon it's actually a boston marathon qualifier he's the head head and track coach not at his high school but at his college university of illinois and so he's he won the quad cities event marathon and he's the first u.s runner to rent win it in 20 years and he was in third place Trailing two Kenyan runners. Man, I don't know what they train you in Kenya, but man, those Kenyan runners, they are on top of it when it comes to running and Olympics and all that. And so it was a Kenyan runner, a Kenyan runner, and then Tyler Pence was in third. And by the way, he was a long ways in third. He, as a matter of fact, 
Had he finished third at that pace, it was an all-time personal record, and he would have been thrilled. The two Kenyan runners who were way out in front of him saw a guy on a bicycle cut down a path, and the two Kenyan runners decided to follow the guy on the bicycle because they thought that was the direction. Now, unless you feel sorry for them, The day before, you walk the entire marathon and you're told where to go. There are signs telling you which way to go. There are cones telling you which way to go and not go. But for some reason, inexplicable, the two Kenyan runners saw a volunteer on a bicycle and decided they were going to follow the bicycle. And they made it to the finish line and thought they'd won first and second place. But when they got there, they were informed they'd been disqualified because they had followed the wrong path. Tyler, thinking he was coming in third, kept running the race on the right path. And when he got there, not only had he finished with a personal best time in a marathon, but he won the Quad Cities Marathon for one reason, that he had stayed on the right path. Listen, I read the story and I said, that is exactly the child of God. Success starts for us when we stay on the right path, when we follow the path that God has laid out for us, the path of the Lord. I give up my life as a living sacrifice so I can be successful in life, so I can move forward in life, so I can get a renewal. It's called a living sacrifice. I live to follow God. I live to be like Jesus. I live for his will. I live for his way. I live for his plan. I live for, to please uh, Jesus. Who are you living for? Too many times, you know what happens to us? We're like those two Kenyan runners and we get distracted by something else in the world and we start following a path that God never meant for us to be on. We start following where the world wants us to go. We start following where somebody else wants to go. We start following where we want to go. And all the time, our path is clearly marked by the Word of God. All the time, there are warnings in the Word of God. All the time, there are sermons and preachers and Sunday school teachers that come along and pastors who say, wait, don't go that way. Go this way. Go this way. And yet, we still insist on following the wrong path. And can I tell you something? As a child of God, one one day, you're going to get to heaven. You're going to stand before God at the beam of seat of Christ and You're going to be thinking, I did so well, and God's going to say, hey, you got here. But you got off the path you were supposed to be on. The path you're supposed to be on is the path of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you are here this morning, you're trying to figure out. Listen, you're watching watching online, you're watching maybe weeks from now, listen to this sermon, you're trying to figure out, why can I not get my life on track? Why can I not get my life straightened out? Listen, it's because you have your life on the wrong track. That's why. And Paul would come along and say, present yourself to God or present yourself to God as a living sacrifice. I don't care if you're in college. I don't care if you're in high school. I don't care if you're a young family. Listen, if you're early in life, can I save you some ministry and give you the wisdom of people who've been in this for a long time and have made all the mistakes they don't want you to make? Your best life is a life as a living sacrifice for the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to give up so you can go up.
That's where the renewal starts. Number two, here's what Paul was trying to tell us as well. That if you want a renewal in your life, you can't be like them and still be like him. Look what he said in verse number two. Do not be conformed to this age, literally the world system, the culture. The word conformed there in the Greek means to make yourself in the mold of. It means your patterns, your manners, your lifestyle. If you want that fresh start that a renewal brings, you can't get it and still be like the rest of the world. Being like the rest of the world doesn't bring a renewal. Do you know what being like the culture will bring you? Exactly what the culture has. If we pattern our lives after, after the culture, if we pattern our lives after this world, you'll get the same misery they've got. Listen to this statement. I tell you to write down, but it's too confusing, but here it is. If you act like them, you'll be like them, and you won't be like him. If you act like them, you'll be like them, but you won't be like him. And Paul came along and said, you cannot have a renewal in your life if you're acting like the world, following the world, molding your life after the culture that you live in. What culture is he talking about? Whatever culture you're in, can I tell you this? All the cultures of the world fight against God. It's always been that way. It always will be until Jesus comes. And if you're trying to be a living sacrifice and still keep your old habits and whole lifestyles, you will fail miserably in that. In order to start the renewal process in your life, you have to shed the lifestyle from the old life, from the old world, from the old culture. And if you want to be like Jesus, you've got to stop being like the world. That's why they call us Christians. Do you know how we get the name Christian? It means we are supposed to be like Christ. It's an honor to carry the name of Christ. But if you carry the name of Christ, hear me. If you carry the name of Christ into your school, you carry it in into your workplace, you carry it into your family, you carry it among your friends, you carry it out in the, in the marketplace, you carry it out in your recreation. If you carry the name of Christ, that means you should be like Jesus more than you're like the culture around you. There's the famous story, you've probably heard it, of Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great, when he was leading his armies, one of his soldiers were, were, were brought for him for a court-martial. And after listening to the charges against the soldier, Alexander the Great turned to the soldier and said, what is your name? And incredulously, the soldier said, my name is Alexander. Well, Alexander the Great was going to have none of that. He screamed out, soldier, what is your name? And the soldier said, Alexander. And he said again, soldier, what is your name? And he said, Alexander. And Alexander the Great said this. He said, so you say your name is Alexander. Alexander, you're found guilty of your crime as charged. And now you're going to pay the penalty. Here's your sentence. Either change your conduct or change your name. For no man can bear the name of Alexander, my name, and do the things you've done. No man can bear the name of Alexander, my name, and do the things you've done. Don't you imagine God would like to whisper that in your ear and my ear sometimes? You call yourself a Christian? Either quit calling yourself a Christian or start 
acting like one. You bear the name of Christ, so act like it. We're not citizens here. This world is not our home. We belong to Jesus. And as a renewal cannot happen until we decide not to look like the culture that surrounds us. I'm not talking about physical looks, though that may apply. The question is, do we care more about what people think or do we care more about what Jesus thinks? If it's people, then you are conformed to this world. Are you trying to fit in at school? Trying to be popular at work? Trying to fit in with lost friends of the world? Or you hear me? You care more about looking cool on Instagram and TikTok than what you do about being obedient to the world, uh, to the Word of God, and being like Christ. You cannot be like them and still be like Him. And hear me, as long as you're trying to be like them, there'll never be a renewal in your life. Number three. Paul told us this, you want a renewal in your life? Number three, the mind is what matters. He said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I'll give you some quick definitions. The word transform means to become something totally different, a re- renew. Renewing means to make new or superior, and your mind is how you think or your way of thinking. The key to all of this that happens in Romans 12, 1 and 2 is our mind, what goes in our heads. You have to renew your mind in order to renew your life. Your mind is what matters. Well, how do I renew my mind? Right? How do I renew my mind? Well, it's the age-old formula. Here it is. Ready? Jot this down in your Bible. Input equals output. Input equals output. You fill your mind with worldly thinking. Absolute no renewing will take place in your mind. You'll fall deeper and deeper in the culture of this age. By the way, that's why you can't break free. That's why you can't, as Hannah sang in a minute ago. That's why we can't be set free. Everything you input is from the culture and the world around you. All of our inputs are coming from our culture. It's coming out of the music we listen to and the shows we watch and the books we read and the news we follow. It's all input from the world. And so if that's all our only input, that's going to be our only output. But renewal takes place when you input the things of God into your mind And the mere immersion into the things of God changes your way of thinking. Did you hear that? Your immersion into the things of God will actually change your way of thinking. And when you change your way of thinking, you'll change your way of living. Proverbs says, as a man thinketh, so is he. That means you need to fill your mind with things like the Word of God. That's why you need to get as much of the Bible in your mind as what you can. By the way, however much of this Bible you read, you you have to read more to get away from this world. That's why you need to fill your mind. That's why I read a Proverbs a day. Man, Proverbs drags me back to center every morning. Back to center. Every center. Center. Not center, but back to center every morning. That's why you need the Word of God. That's why you need a proverb. Uh, a chapter in Proverbs every day. That's why you need to hear every sermon you can get your hands on. That's why you need to get every Bible study you can get in. That's why you need to read every Christian book you can get on. Hey, can I tell you this? That's why you need godly conversations in your life. I mean, you, you go through and catalog your day. How many godly conversations do you have? How many conversations do you have about the Word of God, Christian living, holiness, Jesus, the Trinity. I'm just saying, how many of those do you have? 
The church. Some of you add them all up and you just went zero. Heaven, hell, eternity. Devil doesn't want you talking about those subjects. I mean, you go to school and what are your subjects? It's not that. You go to work, what are your subjects? It's not that. You go to your family, what are your subjects? And you never have a godly conversation. But hear me, when you fill up your mind with those things, you will slowly start a renewal process in your mind. Input equals output. I'll show you a few photos up here. It was December 5th, 1952. The weather had been unusually cold causing Londoners to run their chimneys around the clock. There was an event happening over them in the atmosphere called an anticyclone. It was over the region, and it was pushing air down, causing it to warm as it descended. But when smoke came out of the chimneys, it got trapped under the layer of warm air. Also, at the time, they were burning a very low grade of coal because of World War II supplies shortages. And the, the UK estimated this, that there were, on this day, December 5th, there were 1,000 tons of smoke particles, tons in the air in London. 2,000 tons of carbon dioxide particles, 140 tons of hydrochloride acid, 14 tons of fluorine compounds, 370 tons of sulfuric acid. The smoke smothered the city. You see it in the photographs there over and over for five days. Transportation came to a standstill. Ambulances could no longer run. People were dying because an ambulance could not get to your home. The smog seeped through windows and doors. They had to cancel live theaters because you could not see indoors. You could not see the stage when you were sitting in the audience. The fog in the cloud was so thick Reports say the photographs do it no justice that literally you could not see a hand in front of your face. It crept into their lives and clouded everything in their world. Hear me, look, look, look at me. That's exactly what happens when you fill your mind with nothing but the input of this culture. Your mind gets clouded. And you're thinking about your family is not right. And you're thinking about your decisions is not right. And you're thinking about your finances is not right. And you're thinking about your relationship with God is not right. And your habits are not right. When you renew your mind, it inputs the things of God. And it's like a fog has been lifted. And your life becomes so much clearer. And your way becomes easier. And your decisions get smarter and wiser. It's what Paul said in Colossians 3.9. Do not lie to one another since you have Put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of a creator. Paul said this, you've got to input the things of the creator, input the things of God. So I'm going to ask you this morning, what are your inputs like? Is it all the world's music? Is it all the world's t- television shows? Is it all worldly conversation? Listen, all that input will leave your mind clouded and you'll never, never, never have a renewal. 
Well, how do I start a renewal, preacher? In my life, you've got to input the things of God. Get in the Word of God. I'm telling you, listen to every sermon you listen to. You need to wash your mind. You need to wash your mind of the worldly things. You need to get it immersed in the things of God. Start having godly conversations. Show up at work or school tomorrow and say something like this. Man, church was awesome yesterday. How was yours? That'll mess them up for a minute. Lay in bed at night with your wife or before you go to bed with children and say, I've been thinking about eternity a lot. Have any of y'all been thinking about eternity? You say, preacher, that's weird. It's only weird because you don't do it. Your inputs equally outputs. You've got to have the things of God in your life. And that leads me to point number four. If you want a renewal in 2022, here we go. If you hear the right voice, you can make the right choice. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship, most translations say. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may discern, follow me, what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? So many people have worried about what does it mean, the good, pleasing, perfect will of God? Is that stages? That's, that doesn't even matter. We, we parse those words all day long. It still leaves you at the same place. So follow me. If you present your body as a living sacrifice to God, you stop being like the culture and be more concerned about being like Christ, you input into your mind the things of God. Here, here's the amazing thing that happens. We, we miss it so many times. And, and this is a life changer. People have come to me so many times and said, Preacher, how do I know what the will of God is for my life? Well, Paul said you ought to be able to discern it. The reason you can't discern God's will for your life is... We're inputting all the wrong things. We're trying to be more like the world. We've never given ourselves to God. We're trying to do what we want to do. And by the way, your will will crowd out God's will every time in your life. But if you let God's will crowd out your will, if you'll input the right things in your mind, if you'll quit trying to be like the world and try to be like God and follow him, can I tell you what Romans 12, 2 says there? You will slowly start to hear the voice of, your God, of God in your life directing you and making the right decisions in your life. I see people make bad decisions all the time. Hear me, all the time. Do you know why they make bad decisions? Their decision maker is broken. They've not given themselves to God. They're inputting all the wrong things into their mind. They're still trying to be more like the world than they are trying to be like. They're saying they're Christians, but they're living like the culture. You can't make a good decision, but you thought it was a good decision, but it wasn't because your mind's in a fog. Romans 12, 2 says, you want to lift the fog out of your life? Then you do those three things, and here's what starts to happen. In 2022, you can suddenly, slowly start discerning what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God, meaning you can hear the voice of God in your life. You'll get the right voice in your life, and you can make the right choice when you get the right voice. Close your Bibles, I'm finished. I've been... I know, I know, I've, I've said it, but, man, criminals just keep doing weird things, and so I'm just going to keep telling you about it when they do. And by the way, 90% of the criminals I tell you about 
are in Florida, and it's true again this morning. This lady, not a Florida man, a Florida woman, Alvis Parrish, 54 years old, is facing charges just recently of poisoning food or water with intent to kill or injure. According to the police report from Jacksonville's Florida Sheriff's Office, they responded to her home on December the 7th to a poisoning. When law enforcement officials got there, she was sitting on her front porch yelling at the law enforcement officials. And so when they got closer, she yelled this out. I'm going to read it to you. Now, it has, has some not good words in it, and I'm not going to read you the not good words, but here's what she said. She said, yeah, I did it because he wouldn't shut words up. Wait, what? I poisoned him because he wouldn't shut up. So here's what she said, and I want to quote this. It's so good. Talking about her husband. By the way, I wanted to save this for a marriage sermon illustration, but it's just too good to use. Matter of fact, I may use it again. Y'all give me permission to use it again. You may hear it again. She said, I gave him just enough poison to shut him up and call y'all so he wouldn't die. Do whatever, do whatever you want. But if you don't take him, I will kill him. <laughs> There's so much right and wrong about that story, I, I, I don't even know where to stop being. She, she poisoned her husband because he wouldn't shut up. And then she called the police. You heard the story. You say, what does that have to do with point four? Here's, some of you here today, Hear me, and your old life won't shut up, right? The way you live, used to live won't shut up. Your old habits won't shut up. Uh, the way you used to conduct yourself, the way you used to talk won't shut up. Your old attitudes won't shut up. They will not shut up. And you're trying to live for Jesus. You're trying to do what's right. You're trying to carry the name of Christ. And your old life won't shut up been there what do I do poison it don't call 911 just poison it. Romans tells us you get so full of the things of God that a renewal can't help but take place in your life stand with me across the room you want a renewal in 2022 here you go present yourself to God as a living sacrifice but here's what that means you're going to have to it's going to be his will not yours his way not yours his word not yours 2022 you, you, you can't be like him Jesus and still be like them you got a choice to make it starts in the mind you're trying to make changes but your mind's still so full of the fog of this culture and this world you, you really you can't, you can't figure it out But if you present yourself to God, present yourself to him, if you'll be like Jesus, not like the world, if you'll input the right things in your mind, hear me, in 2022, you know what will miraculously start happening? You'll start making the right choices. And 2022 will be a much fresher start, a renewal. So I'm going to do the invitation a little differently today. 
As a matter of fact, you're watching online. I, just, I want you to hang with me. I'm going to turn you over to Jeremy in a moment, but I want you to hang with me for a moment. No matter where you are, online or in the room, Rossville here, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Bow your heads and close your eyes. I, I'm not going to ask you to come forward today, but I'm going to ask you to make a decision right where you are. How many of you today would be honest with God and yourself? If you're watching at home, I want you to follow along with me. Rossville, follow me. Here in the room, follow along with me. How many of you today would be honest with God and yourself and you say, Preacher, God, I do need a renewal and a fresh start in 2022 and some things in my life. I need the old life to shut up and I need to start living the new life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand wherever you are, hold it up. I want God to see it, not me. Just raise your hand. You're testifying to God. All right, you can put it down. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give the invitation right where you are. So I'm going to, every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody's looking but me, not even a musician. It's just me looking. And so while our heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no matter where we are. If you want, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, a Christian prayer. I'm going to pray for Christians. For you to get a renewal in your life in 2022. If you want to pray for that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to hold at least one hand in the air, and I want you to repeat after me out loud, out loud. I'm going to do it out loud. Would you do it? Hold your hand in the air, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. H- hands up, hands up, hands up. Pray this. Dear Lord, I present myself as a living sacrifice. I want to be like you, not the world. Your word, not my way. Your wisdom, not my will. Clean my mind with your word. Make 2022 my closest walk with you. And Father, may it be so in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're watching online, Jeremy's got a word for you. Thank you, Pastor Joel, for that that great message in, in this whole series where we've taken a review of our lives and kind of taken spiritual inventory to see where we're at. And then we talked um, last week about redoing some things in our life. And, and even though we find issues in our life when we do a review, um, we can have a redo. And it's so great to know that our God is gracious and has mercy on us even when we mess up. And this week, talking about renewing and that passage in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two, where it talks about renewing our minds and getting our minds right and thinking about the right things. And as we start a new year and in the very first month of a brand new year, it's good for us um, to take inventory and to make some plans as to what we want this year to look like for us. And there is no better way for you to start a brand new year if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus than to begin the year that way. It starts with you understanding that you're a sinner. You've broken God's law. You've offended God with your sin, just like Adam and Eve did in the garden. And your sin separates you from God. Often we try to fix our separation. People try to maybe be generous or um, they try to be kind to other people. And the truth is there's nothing we can do to fix our separation uh, from God. We have to be willing to admit that we're sinners. We've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross, 
was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, conquering sin, death, and hell for us. We've got to believe that. And then thirdly, we must confess him as our personal Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today just by telling God this, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin. God, I'm asking you to come into my heart, take away my sin, be my Savior. Lord, I give my life to you in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time this morning and you meant it, we want to say welcome to the family and we want to send you a booklet in the mail that's going to help you take next steps on your faith journey with Jesus. We want you to know that you're not alone and we'd love to connect with you and help you take those next steps. Hey, it's been great to be uh, together online this morning. Uh, I've enjoyed our time together so much. I hope that you have a great week. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week as we help equip you to apply God's Word to your daily life. For the latest updates about what's happening around Peavine City, be sure to connect with us on social media. For more information about Peavine, to get in touch with us or check out one of our services, visit us at peavine.org. Thanks for listening. <music>